0: Caution. Learning in progress. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tyler Hubert, and you are listening to the Smarter Every Season podcast. It's a podcast that's brought to you by the product support team here at Precision Planning. I say that a little tongue-in-cheek because... Man, we pull in guests from all over the company in an effort to try and, well, make ourselves a little smarter, our listeners a little smarter, and hopefully we're going to do that today. I think we are. Freya Watson is here with me.
1: I am. Hello.
0: And Freya, a lot of people don't know this. I think fairly recently in Morton, we got walls on our building yeah. in Morton. Yeah. Um, around that same time, the Watson family got walls on their house. Is that an accurate statement? We have. So you and your husband, Dane, who works in our marketing department, mm -hmm, are building a house. Yes. How's that going? I know you have walls, but is there more to... It's
1: it's so exciting. It's gone from... And I would advise that any young couple not build a house for their first house. Because (laughs) the planning part was very stressful, (laughs) deciding how big it was going to be. How many rooms all that and the design and everything I'm sure but now, money
0: had a, a role to play in that yes,
1: too. yes, there's some differences and thoughts on how much money should be spent,, mm-hmm. but not that we're we're not too far off, so it's not bad but yeah, so we we just are getting walls up this week, and it's it's very exciting
0: so who was the one that was nervous about money, and who was the one that said, "Well, we're gonna live here for." X amount of years, right? Let's put some money into it. But <laughs> there's one th- in each there's one in each marriage.
1: Yes. Which which do you think, Tyler?
0: Hmm. I like that you spun this back on me. <laughs> that was very wise of you to keep yourself out of trouble. Actually, it's probably better that I answer that. I actually think I see Dane more as the let, let's spend a little bit and you would be more the frugal type. Am I
1: not exactly. Really? No. I like I I consider myself a frugal person and me and Dane probably wouldn't get along if I weren't <laughs> slightly frugal. But as far as houses go, like they're an investment, so like if you spend if you spend a little more generally like if the economy doesn't crash and when <laughs> everything <laughs> goes <Yes. to> away. <laughs> um, Generally, it's a good investment, so I'm not as I wouldn't. I'm not as worried about spending a little more money because we both have good jobs. But he was like, "Nope, I want to spend as little as possible." We started out, actually. Um, he was like, "Let's just start with like a little cabin," and I was like, "Okay, that'll work fine until we have kids, but I, I will, I will do that for you right now." And so we actually went to get a permit from the county for a little cabin. 700 square feet. That or no, it was 6 Is 600 square feet. That is a little cabin. Yeah, a little 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 cabin. And uh they were like, "Nope, it's not big enough. The county would not give us a permit <laughs> for a 600 square foot cabin." So, uh now we've really grown it to a whopping 1100 square feet. Awesome. But yeah, so we're 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 starting small. He thinks he wants to build on in the future. I think that's also going to be a stressful event, but is there, I'm along for the ride.
0: Well, because you're also living with your in laws yes. while this is going on. Yeah. Is there a ratio to how agreeable you are over time? Um, yes. To the ratio of time <laughs> yes. you spend with your in laws? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. It was starting out where I wanted, <laughs> I wanted like, I wanted. I didn't want a huge house because I'll probably just fill it up with stuff, <laughs> and I don't want to do that.
0: Also, very practical of you.
1: Yeah, um, but I wanted like a decent, like you know, fifteen hundred square feet, mm-hmm. three bedrooms, modest but not tiny, and and that slowly went down until we got to a six hundred square foot cabin, <laughs> and then the county helped me out, and <laughs> I at least have two bedrooms now. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good.
0: Well, with that, let's go ahead and bring in our guest for today, because I think this will be a, a very good conversation as well. As much as we love hearing about Freya's uh, home building project, and maybe we'll get some more updates oh, yeah. of, uh, through the next year on how oh, yeah. that goes. We want to bring in Doug Wright, and Doug Wright is the commercial lead here at Precision Planting. First of all, how are you?
2: I'm doing really well, and I uh, I enjoyed your uh, your conversation, Freya and, and Tyler. It brought back some memories when my wife and I bought or built our one and only home in our long married life and um <clears throat> brought back some of the the memories of, of stress and planning and who enjoyed <laughs> what when and uh size and yeah, it was uh I actually enjoyed all of the details. She didn't. And uh I I was the one that would, would go out if I was traveling, which I did often and I would come back back home from a business trip and I would go out and take a look at the hole in the ground and I thought it was the best hole in the neighborhood and then when, <laughs> the, true. when the basement yeah when the basement <laughs> concrete walls went up I thought they were the best right and so until the until um the studs were up and the walls and the drywall my wife really couldn't get a vision of the house and then and then she got really excited so I'm excited for you and Dane uh, I know you guys both reasonably well and it's, uh it can be a really fun time, time of growth. So you guys are going to enjoy your new home, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. We laugh, Thanks. but I
2: think you guys will look back and enjoy the
1: experience Oh, yeah, too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You yeah. will.
2: You
0: Doug, will. we were kind of joking a little bit too before we started recording that I feel bad. Doug works in Tremont every day. I mean, you have an office in Tremont, uh, as do Freya and I. And here we are kind of doing this interview over the phone. I feel so bad that we can't have you in person, but you're you're a busy guy. Um, it's just kind of funny to, to – you know, as we kind of penciled out what it looked like to have you on here before the end of the year that, uh, we were going to have to do that, that by phone. So I, I want to thank you cause I know you're away right now, spending some time with some, some family and I, we are very grateful to have you and thank you for
2: taking time to come on. Oh, not, not a problem. I, I, uh, been looking forward to it and yeah, we're our offices. I mean, gosh, um, we could throw a, a mini football from each of our offices to each other. So and it happens. Uh, occasionally. Hang out a lot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we should. Yeah. We, we 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 hang out a lot together, and uh, it's fun. I I do have to close my door during the springtime when things get really busy. When twenty when twenty seven of you are on the phone all at the same time, it gets just a little bit noisy.
0: Yeah. Yes, I can imagine. But if you ever, it's an open invite. We have a, we'll always have a spare headset for you, Doug, if you want to join in. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. some
2: things I'm really good at, but probably not that.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I was going to say a little bit earlier when I first introduced you that I, I was going to make probably a poor attempt to exactly explain um, what you kind of do or what it is that the commercial lead at Precision Planning does. I think what will make some more sense to people, uh, if I can, is to say, you know, in March, uh, Justin Kaufman um, moved on from Precision Planning, and you have kind of filled into that role and been the commercial lead, Um, basically what he was. But the role is a little different, and I want to dive into that a little bit, but I'm going to table that just real quick, because I want everybody to start out with understanding a little bit more about Doug Wright, the person. So... Can we start there? Can you tell us a little bit about where are you from originally? Where'd you go to college? How'd you meet your wife? Just some things like that, just so we can kind of lay some background with, with Doug. Sure. Yeah,
2: I'd love to do that. So, yeah, um, I'm actually in this small little town uh, that I graduated high school in uh, several decades ago, visiting my mom. Um, this is she's, uh having a milestone birthday. So I grew up in Washington State, mostly grew up in Uh, small towns, small, 600, 1,500, 3,000 population uh, in eastern Washington and uh, a little bit in Oregon as well. And uh, my dad was a a construction worker. And as I was growing up, he worked extensively on the hydroelectric dams that were being built in the Northwest at that time. So we moved around quite a bit. Um, But yeah, so coming back here it's a little it's about uh eighteen hundred mile flight to get from uh from Peoria out to central uh, Illinois where we're at now or central uh, Washington where we're at now. But uh so this this is where I grew up. Don't get back here nearly often enough, but still it's uh, it it's a lot of fun. Um You'd ask about, you know, maybe where, so let me tell you a little bit more about family. So my, my father passed away when I, right after I graduated from high school. So dad's been gone quite a while. Mom is still doing really well, uh, health wise. I've got an older sister and a younger brother. So I'm a middle child and, uh, all of us found our way into the business world in one way or another. So we're kind of, um, whether that's small business to large business, we're, we're uh, uh, business savvy, I suppose, or business experienced at least. And uh, so when we get together, it's kind of interesting for those of us that are still working or or uh, can remember specific events, you know, we actually are able to give some pretty decent insight and counsel and, and listen well and say, hey, have you thought about this? So it's it's fun to get together with my family when we do this kind of thing. So I went to school out here uh, as well, met my wife at Washington State University, which is uh, one of the large land-grant universities out in the West, uh, has a a great agriculture department and vet school and things like that. I, uh, went to school thinking I was going to be some form of an engineer. I was good with math and sciences and those kind of disciplines. Uh, wasn't really excited by it, but I thought I could be good at it. And, uh, the short version is learned about my sophomore year. That probably wasn't something I was going to be strongly motivated by. And, um, by happenstance almost, uh, had some experience with business um, and went into the business uh, program at Washington State University and it made perfect sense to me. Things just clicked. And uh, so I've been in the business world and sales and marketing roles uh, for several decades now, and I just love it. and I find it fascinating and a lot of fun.
0: So tell us a little bit about, you said you met your wife at Washington University, correct? Or Washington State, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, so so my wife and I we've been married for uh, 41 years. That gives you a little sense of uh, the gray hairs that I have. Um, uh, so we've been married a long time. Uh, unfortunately, we were never able to have children, but um, we we've traveled sort of all over. Uh, I mentioned growing up, uh, I moved as a as a kid quite a bit because my dad's work moved us around. My wife was a diplomatic brat. Her father was a um a senior agricultural officer in yeah. uh, in the government <clears throat> and he specialized in uh, working with uh, in third world countries with indigenous peoples and helping them bring their their um pretty basic agricultural practices a little more into the into the modern world so my wife was actually born overseas um, when her father was in posted in the Philippines, and uh, he was working with um, poultry producers there to, to uh, improve their poultry production techniques. And then uh, they lived in Africa in several places for a number of years, so she's quite well traveled. And so when we got married, moving around was just kind of the thing that you did. So we've lived in a number of places up and down the West Coast after we got married, so both Northern and Southern California and Portland, Oregon made our way back to the Midwest, you know, a couple of decades ago. And, um, we've been in the Peoria Cremont area now for oh, about 15 years or so and in it.
0: Doug, tell us a little bit about starting out, you know, from Washington state, going to Washington state university, getting into the business school there. How does all of that kind of lead you to where you are now with precision?
2: So um, I think there are some common themes, certainly, um, and then some more immediate connecting points, maybe. But um, I was, uh, as I said, sales and marketing is something that that, um, I enjoy. I've developed, I think, some skills in it. I joined some companies early in my career that were good at training and giving me experiences around that. Um, but I'm I'm really, really curious uh about things. About business, I I've told people and it's true, I would almost rather read a a story, a good business story, maybe the you know, the rise and fall of a of an executive or a business or something like that, or the development of an industry or those kinds of things than, than a biography. And I love to read biographies too, but I just find business really fascinating. I find it intellectually challenging. And so I've worked in a in a number of, of industries as my career is, is advanced and I've learned things and, and I've loved that challenge in, in learning new things. So earlier in my career, um, my first job was with a, a food company, Procter & Gamble. And so I, I called on grocery stores uh, selling food products. And I worked in the sporting goods industry as a marketing manager, uh, shooting sports industry specifically. So all things other than firearms and That was fascinating, I grew up uh, hunting and shooting and so that was a lot of fun. Um, Worked for one of the largest financial institutions in the country. Uh, They hired me to build a sales organization at a time when they didn't understand what selling was all about. And uh, that was a a very interesting and very different kind of experience. And along the way, I I learned uh, and refined what I was good at and and what I wasn't particularly good at and uh, continued to look for opportunities. Um, my background in agriculture isn't really deep, um, which makes me a little bit a little bit of anomaly at uh, at precision planting. But um, you know, Justin Kaufman, Justin McMenemy, um, Kristen Patty, and, and Keith Crow, the senior team, um, as I interviewed with them, thought that that my lack of of uh, agricultural experience specifically, but the broader industry experience, might be helpful. Uh, one and just maybe having a little different perspective but um, we are precision planning as a company as everyone that's listening to this should know that is growing rapidly and and um, how do we continue to facilitate that growth I've worked for smaller companies and larger companies and there's a difference and in, in some ways in how you conduct business the tools you use how you try to lead people and, and so I've been trying to study um, in the three years I've been here, study precision planning well and build build um, really uh, good working relationships with people. Um, and when the opportunity came about to be able to step into a formal leadership role, um, I felt I was uh, at least grounded well to be able to, to do that. And uh, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm working as hard as I ever have in my life, uh, but I love my job. It's just... Um, it, it's, uh, it's an amazing time in, in the com- in the history of the company and the, the things we need to do. I've got some experience in um, being a part of that or leading that, so I'm I'm excited about where we're going.
0: You mentioned you've been here for about three years. Um, Justin Kaufman, of course, uh, left around the March timeframe, so you've been the commercial lead for maybe around six months or so. Can you talk a little bit about, I think a lot of our product support team knows you largely for kind of your your personal development uh, or, or professional development role you kind of had in maybe the first two and a half years you were with the company. Can you talk a little bit kind of about what that was or what that kind of first two and a half years at, at, at Precision and what you were focusing on?
2: Yeah, yeah. So let me kind of make the connection uh, with Justin. Justin's a good friend. Um, his and my story is a little interesting. Our wives have known each other um, for a dozen years. They both are part of a... A Christian faith community uh, and and so and Justin's family and mine go to the same church and uh, it was interesting before I came to work or slightly before I came to work at Precision Justin and I really didn't know each other um, and which was a little bit interesting but um, before joining Precision Planning I uh, I owned and ran a recruiting talent recruiting firm and I also had uh, studied and learned and become had become uh, certified as a as a business coach. Um, and uh, Justin and I actually had a business coaching relationship before I joined the company. So I got to know him um, quite well in the year preceding uh, me coming to precision planting. Um, it's not uncommon at all for senior executives to uh, look for somebody to outside of their business to be able to talk about things important to them. And so I got to know Justin initially that way. And then my, my company, my recruiting company actually recruited, uh, some talent for precision planting. I was aware enough of who precision was that I really wanted to have them as a, as a local client. So we placed, I think it was three software engineers, um, which is always a challenge to find, you know, good local talent. So that's how I really became to, I came to know uh, precision planning and got to know Justin well. And, um, uh, so yeah, so one of the things that that Justin and others asked me to really focus on when I, I came to work for the company was um, uh, personal development, personal and professional development. We are uh, our culture is one of of uh, valuing people first, right? Wanting to do the right thing. Um, I have have the the privilege and the responsibility to, to encourage and coach people to work hard to try to find that balance of Taking care of their priorities, which in, which uh, include, in fact, uh, su- uh, family supersedes right, work. And so, um, uh, one of the things that I had some experience with, and and was asked to bring into the company, was uh, a more intentional process, maybe mindset, certainly some tools to um, allow us as a company and as individual leaders and individual employees find a more intentional way of growing. Um, growing is something we believe in. It's in many of the ways we describe ourselves, right? Smarter every season. We believe in better, uh, those kinds of things. And it's, it's really true. Um, and we grow uh, and have individuals and departments and those kinds of things uh, in the course of us growing as a company. There's never a lack of new things that uh, we can do uh, and learn. But um, one of the things that that we've done at Precision, and that's how I got to know both of you, Freya and and Tyler well, uh, is using what's called the, the Gallup Strength Finders Assessment, which is a really good tool that helps a person understand themselves in a certain kind of framework in which um, we understand better than most of us do naturally, um, what is the best version of Doug when I come to work or the best version of Tyler or Freya? What does that look like and why is that true and how is that distinctively made? The Gallup Strength Finders assessment gives some language and insight around that. And then it gives a framework of of training and learning around how do I be more intentional about that? Um, And so we started that a year and a half ago, started with product support actually as a department. And we brought that across marketing and sales support um, throughout North American sales organization. Um, We're starting to do that internationally a little bit. And um, I'm a big fan. I see a lot of people that have grown and, They're inside of themselves. We're now starting to train some of the leaders like Caleb and Bryce Baker and and, uh, some of the team leads in the North American Sales Organization as managers to understand themselves as a manager, not just as an individual inside this framework, and how to understand their people's sort of profile assessment and how to interact with them and lead them and encourage personal development more intentionally using this framework. And it's really starting to, to, uh, I think, um, bear fruit. So I'm very excited by that.
0: Yeah. For anybody who's a parent, you're probably aware that different kids are motivated by different things. And I would say that's Mm -hmm. probably holds true in the workforce. And so it's, you know, I, I think in going through a lot of the, the strengths finders type of things, it it helped me, Doug, to be more self-aware, which also helped me to determine areas that, um, I could how I come off in different things if you will. Um, you know, for example, uh the number one uh, strength that I have is restorative. Uh which actually fits really well in product support, right? I mean, we in a lot of ways um are a department of, you know, if folks are having a hard time or struggling to get something to work, that they reach out to us. Um what I have to be conscious of that is I see, I tend to see the problem in things. Uh, and so that's something that has helped me as a father because I can kind of pull back and realize that, that, you know, my boys are not something that's needs fixed all the time. And my wife also helps remind me of that, but th- that's been really helpful. And I think the point I'm trying to make there is, is I can also see where that's extremely helpful um, as a manager, right? As a people manager that you our conscience of those things, uh, similarly, employees would not be something needing fixed, right? So um, yeah. all that to say, yeah. I, I can definitely tell the impact that it's made in me and our our product support team, um, how helpful that kind of personal development or professional development, it bleeds into both, has been.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good example. So we all have strengths, and that's what just... This- framework uh, focuses on, and that's consistent with our our philosophy about the good in people, right, and the and the good in the people that work at precision planning, but we all have blind spots, and so mm-hmm. um, one of the things that is really some of the most important learning, and you just touched on it, is, okay, what am I not aware of, and how I'm being perceived, or how I'm approaching things, so yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, and they're not opportunities, too, I would say, to be exploited, they're opportunities, too, for where you do have those blind spots, um, for teammates to come alongside you. And that's, that's, I think one of the things for me, that's always really excited about, about being here. Yeah. Uh, those things for me have never been exploited. They've always been, um, areas where you can ask for help and, and usually get it. So,
2: Yeah. So some of the other things that I was asked to get involved with when I first joined, one was just to be a, a resource. Um, again, I, I'm very curious. I bring some other industry experience. I've seen things done differently elsewhere, not, not all or maybe any of which necessarily applies well to us, but so Bryce and Caleb and Doug Wiegand and others, I was a resource. They would come to me on occasion and say, Hey, have you ever done this kind of thing before? How do you approach that? Or, Hey, we're struggling with this. Can you come in and, just listen to what we're doing and maybe give us some insights or experience that you've had. And and I enjoyed that. Um, and then um, probably most that are listening to podcasts would be aware of a, of a new product group that we announced a few months back called Radical Agronomics. Um, I was asked to uh, work really closely with the R&D team on that project, which is a a big project and, uh, understand it well and help figure out how to bring that to market. And I found that really fun. And it was a great, um, a great learning venue for me to really get to understand the company. Well, how we do new product innovation, how we, how we enter introduce products into the marketplace. And, and, uh, so I traveled, uh, 11,000 miles with a team of engineers over um, several months, dragging a trailer and, prototype products out to, to show it to people and get feedback. And uh, so that was, that was a great experience. And so when, when Justin um, decided for personal and professional reasons that he thought um, he wanted to pursue something else, um, one of the options was you know, they'd asked me whether or not I, I would be open and, and able to step into a, a leadership role over over the commercial team. And I've done that role a few times in my career. And so it was familiar ground and with a couple of years of relationships and learning about what precision, what makes precision really unique and our products and to some degree our dealers, although there's still much I need to learn about our dealers. um, uh, Still very much on a steep learning curve. I was in Europe a few weeks ago uh, with our international team trying to understand more about. people and the marketplace and what's similar and what's different and we'll be traveling to south america as well in the, in the near future uh traveling with rm is more intentionally um so there's still a lot that uh well i think i've learned some important things there's still a lot I, I need to learn to be an effective leader here
1: so the commercial lead position what is that for you and how is it different than what justin or is it different than what justin kaufman was doing
2: yeah, it it is in some important ways. So um, we're not really big on titles at precision planting, but um, Justin Kaufman's title was general manager. I think most people probably knew that. And a, and a GM in most companies of our size would be a president someplace else. So Justin had a, all of the company's responsibility or functions reporting up into him. So I think he had a team of like 13 direct reports uh, uh, just before he stepped aside. I was one of those, but it was so. Doug Wiegand, Bryce Baker, Caleb Schlater, um, on the commercial side, um, Keith Crow, Kristen Patty in HR, Justin McMenemy, um, All of those were were direct reports uh, to him. And so, uh, what I what I lead today, what I try to lead today effectively, is the commercial side. So. Uh, Doug Wiegand and Bryce Baker and Caleb, and we've got our international uh, sales manager, Chris Harder, which some of you folks um, know better than others. Uh, He was a regional manager for a number of years. I think he led product support at one point as well. And then uh, Tom Brubaker, who handles our OEM and uh, fertility partner program. So that's that's what the commercial team is today. So uh, I stay really, try to stay really close to important things that are going on in each of those areas but one of the really uh, great things about what i get to do is while i still try to learn as much as i need to around the details of what what goes on day to day week to week i need to i need to know what that looks like i get to spend more of my time thinking about um, what do we need to do today to get to where we're likely wanting to go or to arrive in three years or five years or ten years from now, so um, a company that grows and it's of our size and it grows as rapidly as we do, um, we got we need to try to stay ahead of certain things. Um, so, for example, you know we're we're uh, building a new 550,000 square foot warehouse in Morton, right? And that's going to have some really neat warehousing automation and some better warehousing management software systems and a better layout and all those things. Um, To be really honest with you, we really should have done that. And we say this internally, we should have done that 18 months ago. We're a little bit behind the curve. Um, We're beginning to outgrow some of our software systems. Um, So we're trying to get ahead of that and think hard about what do we need uh, in the way of those kinds of systems and tools three years or five years from now so we, we can make sure we're facilitating the growth um, that, that we're continuing to expect. Um, so I'm, I'm a pretty good statistician, I think. Um, I enjoy it a lot. And uh, so I get to um, kind of bounce back and forth between being involved in the, in the timely, maybe urgent, um, but certainly present-day business requirements. But I also get to think and spend a good amount of time thinking about, you know, what, what do we need to be thinking about now? That will help us a year, three, five years down the road.
1: So, as you're as you've been talking through all of that, it sounds like that you have to think about the systems we have today and improving them, and also like what we might need in the future. That we're not <laughs> you have to have like the eyes, the the eyes in in six months from now, trying to to
2: stay ahead that's that's part of it yeah for sure and um sometimes that's challenging but yeah. i I enjoy those kinds of challenges yeah we we have plenty to work on these days right i mean yeah. you're everybody on this call knows that we're still not out out of the supply chain crunch um uh, our business continues to grow and so just being able to process orders and build product and ship it in a timely fashion those are those are the urgent present things and i do get involved in trying to help Think through those maybe with a little bit different mindset or, or viewpoint if, that we might might not have taken before to see if that might help. But at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, um, when we are uh, uh, twice the size we are today, which we will be in probably four years, um, what, what different things do we need to be able to do that we're not able to do very well today? So um,
1: it's a lot of fun. My eyebrows shot up on that. I was just going to say,
0: <laughs> Freya and I exchanged a look when you said double in the next four years. So I think what we want to highlight in that is thank you. And we're very glad that we have somebody thinking about what yeah. it looks
1: like for us yes, yes. to double in size in the next yes, four years. Yes, many thanks.
2: Mm-hmm. Doug, does that There's get some a real challenge? There's some real challenges in that. And the, and the biggest one is one that, that I and others talk a lot about is you know you two know because you're part of it and, and the dealers that are listening to this know this as well from their perspective. We have a pretty unique culture. Um and it's it's I consider it to be our biggest business asset. How do we how do we have twice as many employees than we have today and still maintain the really healthy culture that we've got? How do we how do we find people that agree with us whose values are consistent with ours? And how do we help them understand what things like we do hard things, right, um, and we believe in better, what do, what do those really mean in a practical sense? What does that look like day-to-day at precision planting? And so we're, we're, we're trying to think through that as well and say, okay, how do we be, just like we talked about the Gallup Strength Finders, we're trying to be more intentional there. Are there things we should and could be doing to be more intentional about maintaining and, and uh, transferring or inviting in, if you will? Um, people into this culture so we we keep what is so valuable and distinct to us. So um, that's just something that I don't know that I would say keeps me awake at night, but it's certainly something that I take very seriously. I want to be, and others here feel the same way, I want to be a really good steward of that.
1: In my short career, I don't think I've known of or worked at any other place where the person you are is more valuable than the skills you bring, which is just... It is wonderful, and I think it's something, I don't know, it's it's just so different, and to keep that is going to be, because you can always grow skills, but you can't always, I mean, you can grow people, of course, but growing skills is far easier.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I, I love the business, the business challenge, and I find this business really intellectually challenging, and I like to be challenged that way, but the reason I'm here here when sometimes people say, you know, what, what really brought you here? Why, why are you here? Um, I find more of the good things that I've seen or experienced in my business career altogether, more here than any place I've ever heard of or experienced. So we do more, more things well here than, than I've experienced before. And it's just, it's great to be a part of that.
0: As we grow. And I think it's probably a good thing too, that, you know, I, in talking with dealers, they are looking to hire. There's a there's a lot of our dealer network that is looking to hire as well. And I think that what I've seen, because we've we've steadily grown even over the last couple of years, is we've prioritized that culture. Um, I think one of the sayings that we've probably heard frequently is we hire for fit, not a skill set. Um, now, I, I don't think that doesn't mean we neglect the skill set. I'm just saying right. it, it, it puts priority to kind of what we're looking for. Uh, and that's that's served us well, and I think I think our dealer network will appreciate that as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we're trying to, um, you know, I I've, I've started and run a couple of small businesses in, in my career, <clears throat> and and that's a real challenge. And finding people that you can work well with, um, whether that's in a partnership or in, a, in an an owner employee relationship that our dealers are involved with. Um, it's not easy, but being really clear about who you are um, as a person uh, as a company, what are your values, and do you live those consistently and then finding ways to recruit for that um, you can you can improve that if you're really intentional, but you have to be really intentional and um, most uh one of the things I learned in the six years I did recruiting full time was most. Uh, hires that fail quote unquote fail aren't over technical skills it's not over um, doing the job it's fit and so um, and fail can look like a person leaving or just not fitting in well or just not being happy right um, so yeah um some of the some of the uh, training that we're trying training and discussions we're trying to bring to dealers increasingly is having conversations around that what division what vision does a particular dealer of ours have about what they want their business to be um how do they how do they speak about that how do they um how do they speak to their employees about that and uh, we're trying to extend some of the things or or share or teach some of the things that we we think we're learning to do better in that in our precision planting um employee culture um, with our dealers as well around using interview scorecards and uh, thinking through um, what does the job really require from a technical and a fit standpoint, and and how do we interview right? How do we go about um, trying to understand someone else? So we're trying to help dealers um, with some of the real challenges they have beyond the, the normal things we've been doing forever, which is you know product training and inventory management and and all of that. Um, you can't read anything, whether it's in the agriculture industry or general business or just the, the newspaper, without realizing that everybody is having a hard time finding employees, mm-hmm. one, but more importantly, maybe employees that really fit well. And um, so we're we're getting better at it. And if we can help our dealers learn a few things to help them be better at it, that would be that would be great too. Absolutely.
0: I think the big thing here is too, that as we try to double in size in the next four years, we're going to need more leaders and I'm very excited. Mm. And I hope our dealer network is very excited after hearing you speak that, um, we are in good hands in thinking, thinking through how we develop those kind of leaders, uh, within our business and within our dealer network too. So that's awesome. Doug, I also want to be conscious that this will be our last episode of the year. Um, and so I want to make sure, and I I know you'll kind of echo this too, just to say a thank you and a happy holidays to our dealer network for everything that they do. Um, You mentioned earlier too, still navigating things with supply chain. Uh, There have certainly been challenges. And so again, just from everybody here at Precision Planning, thank you for everything that you do.
2: Yes. Thank you. Uh, dealer network. Um, we, we serve you and, uh, we both serve the grower. So thank you for the the growing pains that we're both going through. Things are getting better and, uh, and, and we're grateful for all that you do.
0: Absolutely. A couple quick housekeeping notes that I want to hit on here before we wrap up this episode will drop on December 20th. We're going to take about a three week break, uh, to kind of get everybody through the holidays before we pick back up in, in January. So our two episodes that will go in January, we're targeting the 12th and the 26th of January for our next two episodes. But I think there's about a three-week hiatus in there. With that, we want to thank Doug Wright again for coming on and making the time to be with us today. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope that you have an excellent holiday season. Until next time, we're going to sign off on Smarter Every Season.